good morning good morning welcome to today's episode of morning wealth and uh, here is your market update uh, the us uh, stock market was up uh, s&p uh, nasdaq as well as the dow jones was was up more than 2.5% nasdaq in fact being up about 3.5% all the sectors were up energy communications information technology and financials all were positive um, in fact almost all the sectors were positive except for consumer staples and utilities uh, on the yields front, uh, the uh, yields were up across the board. The 10-year closed at about 62.70, 0 0.6270. And uh, from the commodities perspective, the energy, WTI as well as Brent, both were up. WTI up by about 5% and Brent was up about 10%. So WTI is above the 15 handle uh, right now. So the major news was obviously um, Gilead, which buoyed the markets with positive data from a drug trial for its uh, COVID-19 treatment. So the U.S. government top infectious disease expert Anthony Fauci also said that the early results offered quite good news. Um, FDA plans to announce an emergency use of authorization for the drug as early as um, Wednesday. That's what the New York Times reported. As for the vaccine, I think the Trump administration is uh, organizing a Manhattan Project-style effort in, a in an effort to develop one and have about 100 million doses ready by year end. So, you know, they're basically looking to work with government agencies as well as military to kind of look at um, how to not only develop but also deliver the vaccine to as many people as possible. U.S. GDP data, um, and uh, we, uh, we saw... Bad data, obviously, 4.8% uh, contraction uh, in the U.S. in the first quarter. Uh, the personal consumption also uh, fell by about 7.6%, which was uh, worse since 1980. And I think it's a, it's merely a taste of what's uh, heading our way in terms of bad data on the macro front. Uh, stocks obviously surged, ignoring all this um, uh, bad data. From the GDP front, uh, the dollar dropped against every G10 currency. Um, it's led by uh, Aussie and the Kiwi were, uh, were the most positive against the dollar. Existing home sales in the U.S. also plunged by 20.8% in March, the most since 2010. Um, you know, this is in comparison. <clears throat> Sorry, this is in comparison with the Feb revised 2.3% gain. Uh, the contract signings also dropped 14.5%. So bad data right through, um, uh, right across the board. So sticking with macro, uh, something that we need to look forward to is the euro area GDP data that will come out later today. Um, uh, Bloomberg Economics is expecting a 4.8% contraction. Uh, which is obviously deeper than the consensus, which is calling for about 3.7 percent, and uh, this would this would be the worst or the biggest slump since World War II. So you know, so that's something that, uh, and you know, we, uh, bear in mind that Europe was in a, in a lockdown for a lot longer from probably mid of February, um, and uh, obviously the data would probably be reflecting a lot worse than what we see in the uh, with the American data. Now, again, uh, unemployment uh, filing numbers also will come out later today. Um, the, the, the It's expected to drop by about another 3.5 million and uh, taking the total to about 30 million people who will be on unemployment claims in the U.S. So that's your roundup on the macro front. Uh, moving on to equities, uh, 
equities also it was a busy day a lot of tech earnings uh, that came through um, you know i'll just try to touch upon a few important uh, things that caught my attention and then uh, we'll obviously talk about what the fed did um, which is also an important thing to kind of <clears throat> review so microsoft's third quarter sales and profit both rose um, you know it, uh, the cloud services business held revenue was about 35.2 billion and it topped an estimate of about 33.69 billion intelligent cloud and personal computing were their drivers of growth um, the company said the pandemic uh, quote unquote minimal had minimal minimal net impact on the total company revenue so moving on to facebook Again, uh, Facebook boasted a, uh, an 18% increase in the first quarter revenue and said the business was steady um, in the first few weeks of April. So the the Facebook sales came in at 17.7 billion ahead of the 17.3 billion consensus that was there. Uh, they did say that uh, uh, despite uh, you know Facebook came up with some kind of guidance in March uh, on the 24th of March said that the advertising business was weakening, weakening. But the company said that the first three weeks of April, uh, in which is like, you know, uh, the shutdown was at its at its full effect, uh, was roughly in line with the same period of uh, of, uh, of the year earlier. So giving some kind of, uh, you know, comfort. Uh, eBay's first quarter sales also topped estimates. Um, Qualcomm is planning about 30% reduction in handset shipments in the third quarter. Still, they gave a pretty robust uh, revenue forecast of uh, 3.4 billion to 5, 5.2 billion. Uh, Tesla sales beat, uh, but though it burnt burnt about 800, 895 million in cash. Tesla said it's uncertain as to how long it will take for the U.S. operations to ramp up, but they didn't shy away from the uh, from the you know the 500,000 vehicles a year of deliveries that they're looking to do. Um, they they also did mention that they'll probably revisit their annual guidance uh, with its second quarter results. Um, Exxon Mobil maintained its second quarter dividend of, at uh, 85 cents per share. Uh, Boeing is targeting a 10% reduction in staff and cutting commercial plane uh, production costs. GE saw a big slump in aviation. Uh, free cash flows from industrial business was roughly in line with uh, their prior guidance. Bank of China also posted a 3.2% gain in profits. Uh, the lender said it's um, so another thing to note was uh, this bad uh, you know oil product which was sold uh, to retail investors in China. So you know, people familiar with the matter have uh, said that uh, it may shoulder part of investors' losses to the um, investors one billion in uh, of losses. Uh, so they might do some provisioning and some write downs on that uh, that respect. Uh, the China's three biggest oil producers uh, joined the other majors uh, in terms of cutting their uh, spending plans for the year. Uh, so PetroChina is 32% uh, drop in uh, capex is I think by far the 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 most. Um, so Shell, Total, Pemex, and Conoco would be reporting. So that's also something that we need to kind of look out for. Um, 
just on, uh, a last bit on the equities before we move to fixed income and uh, the rate side of things which is um, the smatlo uh, sorry glaxo uh, smithline said they're preparing to sell about 3.7 billion stake in uh, unilever's uh, listed india unit which is hindustan unilever um, they're expecting to offload their 5.7% holding in hindustan unilever over a series of block trades moving on to fixed income <clears throat> I think we were all um, uh, we didn't expect much from the Fed in terms of. <coughs> sorry about my morning throat uh, issues. Anyway, um, the the Fed vote to keep uh, policy extremely loose. Uh, the their rate was kept at um, 0.250 to 0.25. They didn't uh, change much, which is what was expected. But uh, Chair Powell was actually pretty um, pretty straightforward in in the way he acknowledged the risk. um so he did mention that uh, the pandemic poses considerable risk to the economic outlook over the medium term uh, and uh, you know uh, will there be more that needs to be done uh, he was very clear and said that yes there there may be more that needs to be done um he sees a considerable risk to the even the v shaped recovery that the market is kind of ex- expecting in terms of forward guidance um, you know the language was uh, as follows the on- ongoing public health crisis will weigh heavily on economic activity employment and inflation in the near term and it poses considerable risk to the economic outlook over the medium term so um, he didn't make any words in in kind of projecting what is the risk that is there at hand uh, with respect to the uh, the covid-19 um, the situation itself well on the other hand the us investment grade debt um, sales remains very strong uh, you know it is running in april at about 238.7 billion and uh, overall sales is about 740 uh, 750 billion so far this year this is almost double the pace that we saw in the aftermath of the financial crisis uh, this is as per a report from bank of america so you know uh, which is strange because the spreads are all all pretty high uh, but there are buyers and um, the team also wrote that the reason why the us ig companies are able to issue at such scale is primarily that the fed announced to buy corporate bonds in the primary and secondary markets so that turned everyone else into the buyer but fed has not actually bought even a single bond um, but you know they're expected to do that anytime now so that's what signaling uh, that's the power of signaling that fed has right um sogjen uh, uh, also mentioned that they are overweight on both investment grade and high yield credit uh, given that there is a wide level of uh, risk premium uh, premium for credit basically saying that the spreads are you know high and there is room for it to kind of compress lastly on the on the forex front uh, uh, you know pretty the drivers on the forex were pretty much the same uh, the us dollar fell um, as investors snapped up high beta currency so uh, uh, overall a risk on day so new zealand dollar and the australian and the canadian dollars all the three rose um so what we'll be looking forward to as i mentioned is the european central bank's monetary policy statement uh, which is going to come up later um, today so uh, all the things that moved uh, in fact the us gdp data was didn't the market didn't react much to it the dollar didn't react much to it i think the market was expecting about 5% so if it would have been contraction of 6% and more then the market could have given up uh, you know uh, dollar um, strength or you know there would have been even prolonged dollar weakness 
for that day. Uh, that didn't happen in a 4.8% was pretty much a dud in terms of the report itself. So then you're, uh, we are looking forward to the European banks. Uh, they, they, we're not expecting much. Uh, just uh, a note on the Euro USD is that the Euro USD is walking into the, uh, into the ECB well below the 50, 100 and the 200 day moving average. In fact, it's just hugging the 20 day uh, moving average. The signs that bears remain in control, but... Um, we should see uh, in, in all probability uh, uh, Lagarde is going to sound uh, very dovish um, and uh, they also launched their uh, pandemic emergency purchase program about five weeks ago and I, I doubt they would do a lot from yeah, uh, given that it's just launched they would want it they want they would want it want to see how it kind of um, does and then they'll probably take uh, the next step um, dollar caddy also uh, fell and basically can canadian dollar also appreciated um, uh, so oil prices obviously helped help that pair um, good data in, on australia um, lastly the cpi growth it increased um, in the in the first quarter analyzed inflation rate rising at 2.2 percent from 1.8 percent so that helped and new zealand trade surplus going into march also uh, on the back of stronger imports and exports both help both the, the currencies uh, one word of um, uh, what we need to not, uh, not caution, but one thing that we need to kind of look forward to is the Chinese PMI, which is scheduled for release. So that will probably give us a little sense of how the Aussie and the New Zealand dollar is going to kind of uh, behave. So that's your market update, um, and um, have a have a good day, and have a good month end. Thank you so much.